Good evening and welcome to this week's edition of Editing Aloud. Uh, in the studio with me today, I have some of the premier journalists in the TESO Black Star Stable. Uh, uh, look, the first thing we have to speak about is the RAND. And what we've seen over the past week or so, and I think today it's down over 2% already. Just a, a take on, on this amazing market crisis and I mean, centrally around Turkey and, and how the contagion is affecting us. It's been an interesting story, isn't it, John? Yeah. When you look at our front page today, got mm. these guys standing here, Turkish mm. guys with their dollars, being yeah. told by their president to go sell the dollar and the euro as yeah. an act of patriotism. Yeah. I mean, obviously, that's not how financial markets work. Yeah. I mean, I think for, for the rand, it's sort of shows like, you know, we don't really exist in a vacuum here. The rand has been actually been stable for a while. Mm. And then I think we woke up on Monday, like, saying there's up, up, down, like, 10% in. Mm. Which is understandable. This kind of thing breaks at three in the morning. Like, I don't think there are many rent traders around. Yeah. I think by the end of the day, we were put it down only 1%. Yeah. And then I think, as you say, we're down 2% today. We're actually up yesterday because Techie was up like something like 6% yesterday. Mm. So, so, it's, so, it's, so, it's, so it's, from that, it's quite clear that it's, this is not a rent story as such. Maybe we're just getting caught up in, 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 in this bigger story. Mm. And I know that's rent being one of the most liquid currencies in the world relative mm. to its economy. So it, yeah. somehow it gets caught up in that because it becomes the easy currency to sell because maybe you can't necessarily get out of Argentina or whatever, so you're trying to hold, keep your, so your emerging mm. market holdings within a respectable levels, then the rent is always the easy victim in, in some ways. So what does this mean, uh, Stephen, just for, say, for inflation and I guess interest rates and so on, that is in a country that is struggling to grow above 1%? Um, well, well, I hope that we're not going to get the Reserve Bank um, being re reacting in the way that I mean, Chris Stoltz did all, all those years ago, and, and trying to defend the currency mm. through interest rates. I mean, that's crazy. I mean, obviously, there's always going to be a direct relationship between interest rates and inflation, and, and although um, obviously lags, but um, I think, uh, yeah. Um, it's 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 going to be a, a tough time. Yeah. I, I, I you know I hope they're not going to raise interest rates. Yeah. Certainly. Um. Like, yeah, I think the impact maybe you might see it more in terms of companies, suppose consumers in terms of like no simple things like like petrol price. Yeah. And, and obviously, like, so retailers, well, we import stuff and sell on. I mean, mm. the market, as you said, is quite a weak market, yeah. so they can't necessarily pass on those, those costs. Mm. So, so, like, we put a big bad time maybe for, yeah, for retailers and people who drive cars. But other, other than, as far as rates are concerned, I mean, I think Daniel Minella, the deputy governor mm. of the Reserve Bank, has already come out and said we're not going to respond to daily like, fluctuations, like, fluctuations so in the currency. We only respond if it's sustained and it's got, like, second-round effects on actually inflation going forward. Mm. So I can't can see it's yeah. them actually reacting at the, in the short term. Yeah. It's no. interesting, those the companies that uh, were complaining about a strong rand were keeping very quiet at the moment. I think it was almost a wonderful excuse for them to, to underperform. And now they don't have that excuse. So, but, but come out. I mean, if you like a, a weak rand, say so. You know. yeah. I mean, Patrick, I mean, this all muddies the whole fiscal policy. We talked about last week, about bailouts to our SOEs and so on. In, 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 in this context, how does this South African government plan I mean, uh, on a few, our, our fiscal future of the country? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there's talk of the 30,000 job cuts. Mm. There's a 59 uh, billion uh, rand bailout. Um, I see talk here in another publication of a sovereign wealth fund. Yeah. So obviously there's a big call for resources, mm. you know, and um, 
uh, ESCOM, big problems there, not able to raise the money on the markets as they would have liked. Yeah. Uh, Sunroll, um, again, you know, Sunroll was meant to be self-financing. So we seem to be looking at a situation where a lot of people are, if you like, looking to Pretoria yeah. for some sort of help, stroke bailout. Mm. Do we have the money for all of this? I'm not sure we do. Um, you know, obviously the, the, the key to a lot of it is, is sustainability. Mm. You know, how can ESCOM sustain itself? Um, I saw a story today that the, the, the politicians are going to have to draw a line in the sand in respect to the municipalities. Yeah. And politicians are going to have to tell people, listen guys, you're going to have to pay for this stuff. Mm. Right? If ESCOM is to be self-sustaining, um, uh, Sunroll, well look, Sunroll seems to be a lost cause. And, and, uh, well, not Sunroll as such, but the whole sort of eToll yeah. uh, project. That model. I mean, yes, that well. seems to be... Um, yeah, that seems to be a lost cause, and certainly with an election looming, the temptation to uh, uh, to to ditch it with some fanfare um, would be uh, quite alluring, I would think. But obviously, a lot of um, uh, a lot of drawdown um, on the fiscus, yeah. and certainly we've got to look at making our uh, entities or getting in a way that they that they uh, that they're self-funding, that they're self-sustaining. Yeah. Um, the bailout culture, it's, it's got to end somewhere, one would think. Yeah. I mean, Patrick mentioned some interesting things. Yeah. Now that all this talk about all this money is new stimulus. Mm. When I, I mean, I wasn't even here like six months ago. So only six months ago, we were getting like an austerity budget, no? where, mm. when, where we were cutting costs, yeah. so, cutting spending, yes. when we were raising taxes. Yeah. And now suddenly we'd like this new money for stimulus. It's all very confusing. Politics it? next year, right? <laughs> it's all based yeah. on that. I mean, uh, Alan, uh, Stephen spoke about the, the weaker ride and how people should be like, it's always the mining sector as a whole benefits from it. But we're saying, I mean, the headlines are, are pretty uh, terrible, like Goldfields uh, yesterday. Was it was last week? Was in Palo Platinum? I'm sure London will come as well. What's the state of this, the mining sector? And give, give us a, a bit of an update with regards to the gold fields being the, the big news. Look, uh, just firstly on Stephen's mm. point with the the, uh, the rand where it is, um, companies like the gold companies, Platinum, Iron Ore, mm. they're all benefiting from from the weaker rand. Mm. Um, so, so that's good. Mm. But it but it is a short term thing that's just coming now. There's been longer-term damage to this industry. Yeah. <clears throat> As you mentioned, we've seen a lot of job cuts coming through in the past uh, few months. Mm. Goldfield's the most recent, but I think that's more self-inflicted than any commodity yeah. kind of pricing. Company-specific issue. Exactly. Yeah. Whereas Impala Platinum, um, it, it's a range of issues, including a weak, a weak platinum price, um, a, a, a strong rand, yeah. uh, combined with strikes, combined with... Um, you know, just an inability to cope with um, a very quickly rising costs yeah. against a very flat metal price. Mm. And, and they're being pushed into a position now where that's 13,000 jobs yeah. coming out of their company. Um, Goldfields, as you said, is a company-specific issue. Uh, they've had South Deep since 2006. Yeah. They've spent 32 billion rand. And the last I looked, their market capitalization mm. has dropped just below that 32 billion uh, this morning. Yeah. So the share price has taken quite a hiding mm. on the news of yesterday. Yeah. Um, but essentially they're laying off about between 25% and 30% of their workforce mm. at South Deep, which yeah. is their last mine in South Africa. And essentially they've just been unable to get this mine to operate and, and make profit. Yeah. And they've burned through something like 4 billion rand Jeez. in five years. It, it's, it's, it, it's not good. Yeah. 
So how do you take a, an economy performing like this into polls? And how, do, like, I mean, we talk about in stimulus packages. How does Ramaphosa go next year's polls and take this economy? And, and mm. well, how does the ANC, per se, go forward? Mm. I suppose position. I think probably someone like Patrick is more qualified than me on the politics of the thing. But, but let me let me try and give it a go. Mm. I mean, I suppose like in the, in, in the context of party politics, this, I mean, like maybe you can argue that he's Ramaphosa, despite all his limitations. Then they're, they're, they're not made by him. I don't think anybody blames him personally. And then secondly, you I mean you look at all his the, the opposition. I mean, they're not really doing great. I mean, the AFF, who knows what they're up to. The DA is always having fights about his own internal issues, whether it's Delil, whether it's race, whether it's PE. Mm. I mean, it's not like there's big competition out there for mm. those votes. I suppose maybe the danger, maybe some ANC people become, I don't know, complacent, stay at home, and don't, or don't go to the polls. But in some, in some ways, some people might think maybe we need to get the, to get things going, we need to strengthen Ramaphosa by giving him a strong mandate. Mm. So maybe you might get people who might vote for the DA instead, who might think... <laughs> no, this is Patrick, what do you think? Yeah. No, no, he's, he's very skeptical. Yeah. Like, no. <laughs> okay. Now, I mean, one talks about opposition and what sort of opposition um, uh, the ANC might be facing. But, uh, you know, in an odd kind of way, uh, Cyril's got more than enough opposition within the ANC itself. Mm. And um, I think that's the real worry uh, for investors and uh, you know, analysts looking at the South African situation, the sounds yeah. coming from Cyril Ramaphosa, yes, they sound good, and and you know, and one wants to trust him, mm. but there's that nagging feeling: is he carrying the party with him? Mm. Um, is he being set up to fail? Mm. God forbid that mm. uh, that um, there are forces within the ANC, within the government, who who are uh, as it were, sort of giving him enough rope, yep. and uh, or is he going to be judged by uh, uh, possibly the election results next year? Will that be the pretext uh, for getting rid of him? Mm. Um, you know, as we'll we may talk later in the show about the uh, NPA and right. Sean Abrams, and you know, step by step by step by step, uh, Ramaphosa does seem to be doing the. Uh, the the the, the cleanup yeah and um, I just wonder though whether investors are convinced mm. that um, Ramaphosa's in for the long haul mm. um, and certainly the tendencies in the ANC that are that seem very opposed to uh, what Ramaphosa is doing and who have a have a a different sort of view of what the fiscus is for. Mm. Um, and, uh, you know, as you see in Turkey, you know, once you get that sort of uh, nationalist uh, yeah. type political fervor, yeah. um, the sort of good economics goes out the window. I mean, this whole idea of a sovereign wealth fund, like, where is that from? From what uh, is this, is again, I mean, the last time we, I think we were in a surplus, 2008, where is this, is this all part of the, politi the politics that, that the populist, po populism that he has somehow managed within his party? There's this talk of sovereign wealth funds and stimulus packages. Yeah? Well, you need some. You need some wealth to to, to gather in the first place. Yeah. I mean, obviously, the most famous sovereign wealth uh, fund in the world is is the Norwegian one, yeah. and, and that's based on their oil wealth, and that's just for, for to, to build it up for further generations because they know they're not going to. Um, it's not going to last forever, so they they're, they're making it a, a treasure chest. But um, as we don't have that, I mean, I suppose in an ideal world. Mm. Um, and all resources would, would, would have been that. But I mean, clearly, especially from what Alan says, that's not, 
are going to be the case for maybe never in our lifetimes. I mean, yeah. this is. I mean, you talk about the Norwegian fund where they yeah. bring fence the oil revenues. Yeah. Um, there's been a lot of talk about the South African royalties on minerals. Yeah. It just goes straight into the fiscus and gets yeah. paid out. Mm. So it's not ring fenced in any kind of way that benefits the nation. Yeah. It's you know, it, it, given the way the government squanders money and misappropriates it, yeah. we really have lost an opportunity. Much, much Stephen's point. Mm. Yeah. And the, the, the fiscus is so stretched now; they need those royalties. I'm sure they can't. Okay, we can take this out of, of the of the basket. There, there's nothing in there, nothing much going in there. Yeah. That's the state of the economy right now. Thanks for that. We'll see you after the break. Welcome back as we continue our, our show. We were talking about Ramaphoria and what, what it brought in and all this uh, mining charter, some certainty that Gwede's new mining money sort of brought and so on. So what is the state now like going forward about what happens to the gold fields and, um, and, and Lombards as well? What's the, the industry and the confidence within this important mining sector? Well, well firstly, um, we're going into a reporting season now for the gold, all the gold companies in the next two weeks. Yeah. So all the big companies are reporting either half year or full year financial numbers. Yeah. So we get a true sense of what the, the state of their financials are. But also the CEOs use this opportunity to talk about the, the broader investment climate. Yeah. And the mining charter is sure to be one of those. Yeah. Investors are very worried that when Gwedi Mantashi came in replacing uh, Masabenzi Zwani in February, yeah. that there was a lot of hope that we'd get this mining charter that'd be really yeah. investment friendly. Yeah. Cyril Ramaphosa had spoken about one, needing new investment in mining yeah. and, and making things good again. And then we saw the, the, the draft charter that, that came out. Yeah. And it wasn't what people were expecting. I think it's a lot more, it's a lot more of a balancing act, tying into what um, Lucanio was saying about coming up for elections, mm. the need to balance uh, different constituencies. Mm. And the argument is that they're almost putting their constituency or ideology ahead of uh, common uh, business prag pragmatism, I suppose. Yeah. And there's that disappointment that, that the industry hasn't really been heard. Yeah. Patrick, you spoke about the, the steps that Amaposa have taken. Is, I think it's six months plus minus as, pre, as president getting, I guess, uh, in, the, in the SOEs, making all those changes and so on as, as positives. Like the mining charter, as Alan says, now is kind of been a, a wobbly. The NPA decision, how does that give him more impetus to, 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 to do the right things in, in a climate where we are, this very uncertain climate? We well, to start with, I mean, in the first instance, uh, the NPA decision, you know, once again, the courts have come to the rescue yeah. here. Um, you know, obviously, we'd been looking to Cyril to sort of take some sort of steps. And obviously, he was waiting for this uh, court process. Mm. I mean, Cyril himself is the um, architect of, uh, of much of the Constitution. Yeah. And uh, one must imagine that it's working pretty much uh, as he'd uh, envisaged it uh, working. And obviously, in all of this that we speak about, the Constitutional Court and the integrity of the judges and the justice system, I mean, that's... Uh, you know that is a big um, that's a big plus for South Africa, mm. and um, uh, you know that sort of keeps our flag flying uh, a, a bit there. But obviously, um, uh, Sean Abrams has been an embarrassment to the NPA, to the whole justice system for quite some time. Um, he was seen to be taking decisions that uh, that uh, favoured uh, former President Jacob Zuma. Um, you know, obviously. For the NPA, in terms of rebuilding, uh, rebuilding the public trust, regaining the public trust, um, 
that's not going to happen overnight. Yeah. Um, you know, already there's, uh, you know, the opposition, if you like, and uh, some of the analysts are complaining about the choice of the acting, yeah. the acting man. But uh, one presumes he's going to sort of do as well as he can. But really, we're hoping that, um, you know, that we get a solid mm. uh, uh, NPA man in there, mm. uh, or woman, yeah. and uh, that he or she, um, you know, does the right thing by the public and... Um, uh, you know, I think for Cyril that that looks very good. Yeah. Uh, it looks very good. You know, not that it's all about uh, making Cyril look better and whatever, but in terms of the sort of cleanup after the excesses of state capture, and yeah. uh, this is, I, I think, a really positive move. And once again, I think the courts just come out uh, absolutely shining here. Look, yeah. you I mean, you were in, in the UK and, and watching South Africa from afar for the past decade or so. And I mean, this narrative of uh, a captured South Africa by nefarious means, this uh, change in our, our top prosecutor, what opportunity does that allow for, the, for us to change the narrative you know, yeah. in, this, in the context of where we are now? I think, like as Patrick was uh, saying, I mean, I think this is about, as you're saying too, Ron, it's about changing the narrative. You know, obviously, like, with the, this is all not happening in isolation. Yeah. I mean, like, we have, uh, we have the, the next week, we, we have the. Judge Zondo's commission on state mm. capture coming up, yeah. and, and obviously we, 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 there is resumption of the SARS one, which, which we've actually forgotten about it for a while. Yeah. So the, mm. I mean, the, these, are, these are all part of the things that Cyril said he wanted to achieve when he first took office, you know, mm. to try and clean up these, these institutions, that, which are key institutions of state that, that, that the public needs to have confidence in. Yeah. I mean, you'd argue, like with SARS, you probably argue is the most important of all the institutions of state. I mean, yeah. this, this is the one that, 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 I don't know, that, that raises the money that pays for our education, health, or that's supposed to anyway. Mm. So I mean, I mean, I think if it does those, and it, it, will do, it will go a long way. And I think, I mean, to think the guy has only been in office for six months, it's, yeah. it's actually like, well, maybe we've been a bit harsh on him. When you look, yeah. when you, when you no, look no, now, no. you list all the things that he needs to do, yeah. and, you, and you think, oh, he's only been around for six months, and we're saying he's failed there, he's failed there. Maybe we should cut him some slack, I don't know. <laughs> Stephen, <laughs> Stephen the, 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 the investor sentiment around South Africa, is it changing? Is it, people are still on the fence. I mean, I think last year they were clearly on, they weren't on the yeah, fence. So yeah, I clear, think it is. Um, I, I must say, I, I think, um, if there was somewhere we could shorten the public protector's term, the president one, <laughs> I think that would make a difference. I mean, I think that's a, that is a frustration. And I think, um, I mean, f maybe for, f for what should have been the right reasons, you know, it's an entrenched term. It's not, a, it's not somebody who can be fired. At, yeah. uh, and maybe, thank goodness, because if a Thule Madancella had gone, that would have been very disastrous. Um, um, Do you think that, I mean, our new chief prosecutor should be pretty much putting the same protection that Tuli Madonzela had in, in terms of, I mean, the thing, all our chief prosecutors haven't, not a single one has finished their term, I think. Is, uh, has anyone mm -hmm. finished their term? And it's all on the whims of the president. Should we also look at this particular institution of putting it in the same space where whoever's there has a good, a solid uh, seven-year uh, term and can't be touched by the president? Is this perhaps a solution to our governance and our corruption crisis? Is it, I don't know, I'm just... I mean, like said, that sounds like an interesting idea. I mean, I must say, I'm not an expert in this. I'm not just even mm. sure what the Constitution says. Yeah. When we do we have to have another, like, a uh, amendment of the amendment, Constitution? Like, well, like, they would have, like, two running on. <laughs> yeah. And who knows, in eight years' time, we'll still be debating the actual wording of the amendment, and nothing mm. will actually ever be done. So yeah. Actually, yeah. I, but, but, I, but, I, but I say that totally from, as a lay person, I actually got no idea whether or not that's even explicitly, like, mentioned in the Constitution. I don't mm. know if anybody knows. Mm. Mm. No, the, the, the mm. chief prosecutor is basically, it's the president's hire, and mm. well, it, you'll take, well, in truth, wherever he chooses. Well. 
yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, within reason. Yeah. One remembers the uh, the the speech that uh, uh, well sort of sank uh, Dikhamosaneki's uh, career. Mm. You know, wherein he raised. Uh, uh, I think I'm right in saying it was yeah. Mosaneki. Yeah. And he raised these issues that on, on several fronts mm. the president simply has yeah. too much power. Yeah. Mm. And of course, one is tempted to. Uh, say, well, of course, this is where the legislature must come in. Mm. You know, if you look mm. in systems that seem to work in, in the United States, for example, they have very strong committees on, on finance, mm. on, uh, on foreign affairs, and, uh, you know, they can call people, they can hold hearings, etc. And th that's, that's really what we'd want, yeah. you know. And if we could somehow get to a situation where we have a, 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 a revitalized legislature, mm. um, then, then it, it, you know, it, uh, it opens up the field for, for, for much more um, uh, meaningful uh, public uh, representative stroke public involvement yeah. in, the, in the choice of... Uh, yeah. so, so, for example, if we had a situation where uh, the, the, the NPA head could be called in certain circumstances to Parliament and given a, a, a sort of thorough yeah. grilling and, mm. and calling to account, yeah. mm. that would be wonderful. Mm. But are we really at that stage? Um, one wonders whether it'll just open it up to more uh, uh, political machinations. I was actually not trying to say something positive, if I may. About yeah, I was thinking, actually, as you were talking about <laughs> the, the judiciary, I was thinking, like, yeah. aren't we glad though, that we're not in the US? Now, no, we know for the, the highest court of the land there. Everybody's appointed by the president, and they yeah. all have like political yeah. views. And so every case, whether it's abortion, whether it's like uh, about whether companies can contribute to politics, you always know the result yeah. because you know the ideological stance of the judges. And you can't move them, right? And they're appointed yeah. for life. Yeah. And I think, like, I mean, at least like in this case, uh, we you know, like when a constitutional court has a, has a, has a ruling, it's actually a sense of drama. Yeah. We actually don't know which way they're going to go. <laughs> like, it's not yeah. like, oh, yeah. Ron is an ANC guy, so he's going to vote that way. Yeah. You know? yeah. This is true. This is true. I wonder how much these guys at the MPA earn compared to what they could learn in, in the private sector, as it were, and as advocates. I mean, are we getting fairly mediocre people for that reason? I mean, either mediocre or, or people who are, are passionate about public service, like um, maybe Kerry Noel was in the latter category. <coughs> I don't know. What's another question altogether within the NPA? But speaking of, okay, we've sat here and we've spoken about the state of the economy and, and the state of our politics, which is oh, a bit, bit worrying. But uh, over the past week, Stephen, we have you here, mm. financial news coming out of the room. Is our is this sector? I mean, this is the one sector of the SA economy that has grown over the past decade. Financial services, retail, and so on. This has been the one good news story. What is is, is this still the case around now? Financial services part of of the South African economy. Well, the credit extension year to date, and a very there's a thing called the BA 900s, which is that so we've got very accurate information on that. It's only only up about four percent. So. Um, it, both the ABSA and the Nedbank results, they were up in, in single digits, mm. you know, 2%, 3% in earnings. Um, the bad debts are, are still pretty manageable. I mean, they don't seem to be a problem. But it's, but it's partly, I guess, because they're not really lending, uh, lending enough. And, uh, are they, and um, with this uncertainty now about land and so on, which is a, a whole debate on its own, mm. um, you know, th there are going to be certain sectors of agriculture and so on that where there's going to be much less lending, I suspect. Um, um. Tomorrow, there's uh, Standard Bank results. I mean, the, the whole turnaround of the Big Blue is that mm. still ongoing? Is it a, is oh, it, is it a so. bank that's, you know, from what I hear, the, the core banking system, which they spent 20 billion rand or something ridiculous on, 
has is, is now in place. Um, so you know, that that was costing them a lot, and so their returns in equity are going to improve. I think they will they will do somewhat better than the two three percent. Um, but I mean, seven would be a good result for them. Uh, but you'll know <laughs> mm. not long after we broadcast. So. Mm. Okay. A little, a little shot of me trying to get something positive going on in the SA economy. But guys, as, as all, the year's coming, to, uh, the year's drawing to an end. The uncertainty around the South African story is still there. Where, where, where do we get out of this muck? I mean, week in, week out, we come to the show and we talk about, basically we talk about the problems. We highlight the issues within the SA economy. Where, are there any green shoots? Like, where do you guys see any positive turn in this SA economy and the SA story? Well, look, we, we've got the mining charter. <coughs> Sorry to hop on about it, yeah. but we've got that coming out October, November, according mm. to Gwedi Montage. So let, let's see. Um, <coughs> he, he's had a lot of feedback from the industry, um, and let's see how much pragmatism will come out in that document. Yeah. I think there's a lot of hope. Mm. It's not a bad document. Yeah. Um, let, let's see. I, 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 think, I think it's going to be workable. I, I think it's going to work. Mm. So, so there's one positive. There's one positive. Yeah. Patrick? Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, here's a real shot in the dark. Yeah. Uh, land reform. Yeah. Let's say mm -hmm. land reform is uh, done properly, sensibly. Um, I mean, that could be a massive boost to our economy. Mm -hmm. You know, we're all looking at, you know, where, 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 where how's this economy going to take off? Yeah. I think, uh, I think the land is uh, um, one area that if it's done properly, mm. if we can uh, get a situation where, where people are uplifted, where they're given some sort of chance to to accumulate the wealth that they hadn't been able to accumulate over the, uh, you know, literally decades or centuries, um, I think that could be a positive. Yeah. And, um, uh, you know, I, I think that's something we need to be, the, the politicians need to be very careful about. Yeah. But it's a big opportunity for the country. Unfortunately, no, like our friends from the financial mail are not here. I was, I was, I was going to tease them. This is, this is all about you know, people, wherever, wherever people are going, the, the new brain drain. Mm. I, I, I wanted to just, just say, like, as a positive, I'm here. So I'm there. Maybe you can take that as a best indicator, but I don't know. <laughs> 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 so, maybe time will tell me. I'm, I'm still quite hopeful that, that uh, it will prove to have been a wise rather than a, a very stupid sentimental reason. <laughs> I got something from... Uh, a, a sort of small business venture capital um, awards, and, and I was actually very impressed with with, um, with, with ha how much sort of energy there is in, in the small business sector, and, and how people are harnessing the the, the internet in particular. Mm -hmm. So, um, no, all is not lost in that in, in that respect. I think um, I think a lot of people are embracing the, the well, I don't know if you still call it the new economy, but um, yeah. the yeah. Uh, technology. In, in, but in, in small in small places, I mean, you're not going to find the an Amazon coming out of here. Uh, but thanks, um, thanks for that, Stephen. Well, mm. there's a positive note to end uh, this week's programming. Uh, we'll see you next week. <laughs>